Hello and welcome to The Walk, a podcast where we discuss parenting and what the Bible says about it. God's Word contains truth, encouragement, and application, which we want to share with you, the mom or dad journeying through the chaos of raising kids. From the newborn to the rebellious teenager, our mission is to provide you with hope and skills that allows you to be the parent God calls you to be. Hey guys, this is Coffee Talk with Tony and Laura. Thanks for joining us today on our fourth episode of our summer series. Yeah, it's going well so far. We've talked about phones and technology, chores, quality time, and this week, the topic of choice. Drumroll, please. Words and language. Oh, interesting. Um... Not necessarily, not foreign language and just speaking in general. We're talking about foul language and words used in the home that are appropriate, not appropriate, words that they hear at school, and how to handle those. So our oldest daughter, I almost called her our youngest, but our youngest is super young and doesn't talk yet. (laughs) She just screams. Our oldest daughter started school this year and it was really interesting to navigate through words learned at school and just how we talk to each other and treat each other. If you listen to the walk, oh it's been a little while, we had a conversation about Ephesians 4.32 about building each other up with the things that we say. Our oldest started school this year and it's been a really good opportunity to discuss language and how we treat each other and the words that we use as children of God and what God's expectations are for us as far as language goes because the Bible doesn't have a list of right and wrong words but trying to navigate what God says in his word about the language that we use and words that are edifying and that build others up and that are kind and that point others to him. It's just been really interesting to try and teach a child those things that we as adults are still working on too. Yeah, the the Bible doesn't talk about a specific list of words, but it does talk a lot about the heart behind what you say. And oftentimes we use language to tear people down or to be sarcastic or joke around, but those words can be very hurtful and you might not even realize it. So teaching younger kids to use kind words and lift each other up, it's a, it's a heart exercise versus just what you're saying. The focus is the heart behind it, not necessarily what you're saying. I remember this was years ago, but our oldest struggled with saying the word stupid because we yeah it's in the beauty and the beast it's in, it's in a lot of that word isn't in a lot of disney movies and we never thought anything of it because stupid is a, a fairly mild word but you know when a three-year-old is calling her grandpa stupid we don't really want that coming out of her mouth no no and it just kind of came out of nowhere because we don't use that word in our house and she wasn't going to school yet so she could either get it from movies or she got it from like friends at church. And I highly doubted that they used that kind of language there. So, um, I mean, it could have, but anyway, we figured out that it was in beauty of beauty and the beast. 
And so we had to teach her that that's, that's not a nice word. That's a bad word. And, um, she doesn't, she doesn't say it anymore, but yeah, even as parents, when we use the word stupid, she calls us out and says, that's not a nice word. She does. (laughs) I love it though, that she holds us accountable too for the words that we choose to use. Like we use words that are nice and going to build others up or is that we're going to tear somebody down or something down that is unnecessary. Yeah. And when your kids are old enough to start holding you accountable and you as a parent can embrace that, it's so, I I don't know, it's so rewarding because it's not about being held accountable because ultimately being held accountable means you did something wrong and you're being called out for it. But having your spouse do that and having your kids do that. It's not out of, Oh, you shouldn't be doing that. It's not the whole big brother, you know, being watched all the time. It's simply trying to make you closer to God, more God like, and it's a really rewarding thing. And as something as simple as language, picking out something that is not encouraging or not uplifting and you know, having your six year old, call you out on it, it's it's kind of a remarkable thing. And the fact that she feels comfortable doing that talks about our relationship with her as well. Because so often when you have a younger child, they're afraid of mom and dad because they're bigger, they're adults. You know, they're scary. It's a, it's a scary respect aspect. But there's a comfort level when they can actually call you out on certain things. But at the same time, and you can speak on to this one, she can't get the, I rule the roost, I'm going to be bossy, I can tell dad what to say and what not to say. Uh, There's a a fine line there. Yeah, the realm of disobedience is new or back-talking fits under that too. It's not something new for our family, but it's definitely something that we are working through with our middle daughter right now. And it's been really interesting to navigate and sometimes makes you feel this like, oh, shoot, what do I do? It's just the inner turmoil. What do I do? How do I handle this? Uh, I know this is not appropriate for her to be talking like this to me or to a sibling or anything. But yeah, it's definitely been a tricky stage, if you will, that she's going through right now. In regards to her back talking. She is very confident. Oh, yes. Uh, She is very confident that, I don't know, she's just, it's it's almost like a power struggle. She's fighting for control, and she is very confident that she will win, even though she's 30 pounds soaking wet, four years old. You know, she is spitting fire. Feisty, feisty, feisty. (laughs) And the, the beautiful thing about it, though, is that her personality is so driven and so determined. If we can foster that for the positive, foster that to be used for God's kingdom, there can be, she can be a very, very powerful leader in whatever she wants to do. Just, this is just kind of her genetic makeup, just her, her, it's who she is. But as parents, we also have to be intentional, like I said, to foster that, not crush it. Because as much as she drives us crazy and as much as she gets gets consequences. <laughs> so sassy. She is. And if we can 
if we can show her the way to use this for good, her, her negotiating, her, her language, her tone, her attitude behind it, if we can foster that for God, if we can teach her how God uses those characteristics or those traits, uh, she can, I mean, she can make huge differences in the lives of people. And she has such a sweet, compassionate side to her as well. Yeah, she's got a really big heart. She does. But as having, being parents of a strong willed child and i know just about every family has at least one whether you have one kid or five having that strong-willed child is a is a battle it really is a battle and i just encourage everybody to be intentional with it find ways to find uh, find ways to be positive with that kid because when they're older it's it can be really really amazing or it could be really really bad yeah <laughs> But in regards to like bad words, one of the one of the interesting things about bad words is where they come from. And like I said, the word stupid comes from Disney movies. But if your kids go to public school or ride the bus to public school, that's where I pretty much learned all the bad words in the book. And I tell you what, I used every single one of them at school, but never at home. And so that's just a, it's an interesting dynamic that we haven't quite crossed yet. You know, she learns from friends or from people these, you know, really explicit, this really explicit language and how she handles that. Something this year that did come up that um, we had to work through and chat about was using God's name in vain um, when something would happen and she'd say, oh, my God, that's not like that's not something she hears at home and something that she learned at school. And so talking to her about why we don't use God's name like that and talking about his authority and who he is and that he commands us to use his name respectfully and it was it was tricky to try and explain to her why it's not okay for her to do that, but why friends at school still do that when uh, she she doesn't understand why it feels like there's a double standard. Um, and I'm sure there will be more conversations like that with her and with all of our kids because they go to public school. But a good opportunity to learn how our family is different because we love the Lord and we follow his commands for us. And it's not a it's not a set of rules because he wants to restrict us. It's a set of a set of rules, a guide because he loves us and it's for our good. And we can talk about the theology of using God's name in vain and if oh my god is really like that saying is really that bad. But I mean we can argue with just about every swear word. It's the heart behind it. You know, why does she say that? Why do her friends say that? And do we want her saying that or do we want the heart behind why she says it as acceptable um, for our family? It's not, but you're right. Having that conversation where she's seeing other people do things that she's not allowed to do overall, like just being in kindergarten, she's taken, taking it really well. I know as they get older, the back talking, especially those teenage years where it's like, Oh, 
well, my friend can go, you know, hang out with her boyfriend whenever she wants. Why can't I do that? Well, hello. <laughs> I, I'm just like different, different styles in parenting, but also like completely different culture. Like where it's socially acceptable to hang out with the opposite sex, you know, by yourself at age 14, you know, we're not going to allow that. It's just different. It's just different things, different styles of parenting. And when she's going to want to do stuff like that when she's a teenager, you know, those battles aren't necessarily going to be easy, but we can instill the foundation with little things such as language now. Yeah. Just teaching, teaching our children the why behind what, what we do and how we do our family. I think that's, that's more important than just having a set of rules. We uh, heard a speaker last summer say, the more rules you have, the more rules they break. (laughs) And it was so wise because it's not, the rules are not going to keep our children in line. The rules are there to guide them. But if we don't teach them the why behind it, then it's not going to matter. Their, their hearts are going to be filled with sin, no matter what. But fighting against that is the Holy Spirit. And you have to have that relationship with your kids in order to foster the Holy Spirit. Like if they, if they have accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior and are justified by faith, they believe that Jesus you know, died, rose again. If, if they have that relationship with him as mom and dad, we have to foster that relationship with gentleness and understanding, not with a set of rules of pure obedience. Like obedience is not the win all end all here. As much as we want it to be as a mom and a dad, it's like, if you would just listen to me, or if you just do this, if you just obey, then life would be easier. It might be in the short run, but they're going to pick up on it and they're going to rebel against it. It's like, well, I'm so sick and tired of doing the same rules that dad said i'm just gonna do my own thing and i don't care about the consequences we can't have that happen and starting that foundation of faith young allows those really challenging battles when they're older uh, to be much easier so just to wrap up and give you some food for thought for um today's episode a couple things that you can do to foster words and language that honor God in your home one have conversations about God and what he expects and go to his word together with your child look at verses about language and about building others up in the heart behind language and then also give your children the why behind why you do what you do that's all for today We want to say thank you to Pixabay Music and all of you that are listening to our podcast. We appreciate all of your support. Thanks again. This is The Walk.